And I won't turn back Because I want to see my Jesus someday So goodbye world I say so long to you And goodbye pleasures of sin I say so long to you I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. So I got my mind made up and I won't turn back. Cause I want to see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up. And I won't turn back Cause I want to see my Jesus someday So goodbye world I say so long to you Goodbye pleasures of sin I say so long to you I've made up my mind To go God's way the rest of my So goodbye world, oh, I say so long to you, and goodbye pleasures of sin, I say so long to you, I made up my mind, to go God's way the rest of my life, I made up my mind, to go God's way the rest of my life. So Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. He invites his chosen people come and die. And with his men and supplies our every need. For to sweet the sup of Jesus all the time. So come and dine, the master call it come and die. You may be Obey Christ's command for the master called to them. Oh, come and die. There they found their heart's desire, bread and fish upon the fire. Come and dine, the master called it, come and dine. 
will be a glorious sight All the saints in spotless white And with Jesus they will praise eternally So come and dine, the Master call and come and dine You may preach at Jesus' table all the time And she who fed the multitude Turn the water into wine To the hungry call it now Oh, come and dine Oh, come and dine, the Master call it come and
Jesus shed for 
Amen. I'm so glad that blood never loses its power. That's why we're here this evening. I don't have any prayer requests this evening as far as specific ones. We do have some families uh, that are still affected with the virus, and not just in our own church here, but um, just across the country and across the globe. So we just want to remember them in prayer, and I know uh, many of us have unspoken prayer requests. Uh, Some are traveling, so just by the lifting of your hands, the Lord knows that need. We just want to welcome all of you this evening, and uh, we just want to welcome uh, Brother Dennis McBride. And if I could uh, just ask him to come forward and uh, just pray over these prayer requests at this time. first we just want to say thank you for allowing us to be here tonight we have many families and individuals that have been gathered together Lord and being the God that you are Father you are watching over each one of us Lord and we thank you for preserving us Father God throughout this week so far Lord and tonight Lord we come to be fed from you Father You know exactly what our needs are, Lord. You know how to minister to us, Lord. Our precious brother, Father, is preparing his heart to yield to your spirit. Father, that he might just be an oracle unto you tonight, Father, to speak according to whatever your will is, Lord. We pray that you would bless him in that way, Father. Lord, you see every situation, every hand that was raised, Lord, those that are right now father being afflicted within their bodies lord with any type of illness be it the virus or anything else father god we just pray for their faith right now that it will look to you father god unwavering lord believing and knowing lord that your word is true and you are still a healer just as much today as you ever was lord So we just pray over each one, Lord, that might be dealing with anything in their bodies, Lord, even in their spirits. Father, that your healing touch would just move upon them, Lord. Granting them, Lord, the desires of their heart, Father. Granting them with whatever it is they're standing in need of. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for everything that you've done for us and are doing for us. And for whatever more you may do, Lord. This is your time. We are your people. This is your service. Have your way amongst us, we pray. And we ask this, Father, in your name, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'll have you remain standing at this time. We're doing things a little bit different this evening. So I don't have any specials in the building besides the choir. And Brother Barry will announce that. Uh, But uh, if I could go ahead and have the ushers come at this time and we'll take up tithes and offering. And if you could um, just begin playing I Feel the Pool and we'll sing that as after they come. Brother Andy, if you would just pray the tithes and offering.
Brother Barry comes this evening. Let's sing that song only to be what he wants. Amen. We just want to have Brother Barry come at this time. I forgot to mention we have a lot of people streaming this evening, so we just want to welcome them and just hope that they can uh, take the atmosphere here and put it in their own home. So it's just as uh, Brother Barry comes. Only to be what he wants me to be. Every moment of every day, yielded completely to Jesus alone. Every step of this way. Just say, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord, and then you can be seated. How many are glad to be in God's house tonight? Good to have everybody back. I, you know, it's it's been uh, rough and a space of time, and nice to be back in God's house and to see you all again, and uh, appreciate you being here tonight. We are uh, blessed to be able to get together. There are several uh, churches around the country that have had to cancel because of um, the virus condition in their area, and uh, Pastors were letting us know today, and uh, we certainly uh, want to remember those folks in prayer have several uh, very sick families, and uh, I, I just, uh, we still talk about, Paul and I, we still talk about the, you know, the fact that we had to cancel the retreat, but with all the canceled flights and the other uh, situations that are ongoing, it would have been uh, pretty difficult for sure. But we're glad you're here, and we're glad all the people who are online are here. We have lots of people from uh, different parts of the world who are uh, tuning in and uh, going to be listening and watching here, so we're glad to have all of you here, and uh, may God bless you. This is our uh, 2021 e-retreat, and um, we are uh, uh, honestly and openly and upfront admitting this is not the retreat, but it is uh, services that we are holding that are geared for the youth uh, in lieu of the retreat this year, and uh, most of the young people had uh, had that time off and time allocated, so many of them are listening tonight. And uh, like Brother Paul and his church, they're online tonight, and uh, they are uh, got their assembly together, and they've been following along and uh, watching the service here. As a matter of fact, I think it would be good if we heard from Brother Paul. And uh, it's a rare thing that I would say, but it is a good thing that we hear from I love old people, and I, I think it would be nice to, to hear from them and... Uh, uh, he's going to sing a special for us tonight, so I thought that would be nice, right before our choir sings tonight, and um, we'll cue him up here uh, this evening. Good to have the uh, uh, Joel and Ruth uh, here tonight. May God bless you 
great to see you. Good to be back where you belong. Uh, the Franklins, and uh, may God bless you. And the kids all growing up, great to, great to have them here. They were here this afternoon. We had Steve Coffey uh, this afternoon take the first session. And then tomorrow we have the same agenda, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Brother Jack's going to take the afternoon session, and then we'll have dinner provided, and then we'll have the evening service. So everybody's welcome to come in the, in the evening service uh, here. So now I have some pictures that I want to show uh, of former retreats and you know, just the close camaraderie between me and Brother Paul that we've we've had for many many years. Matter of fact, I think this is I think we never really know for sure, but we think it's around year twenty nine for the retreat. Twenty nine years in a row um, that we've had the winter youth retreat. We missed one year on, in January, and that was because of Y two K. And then, of course, the last two years, uh, you know, have been we've been sidetracked, but. Working with Brother Paul that long will give you, they say, it'll turn your hair gray. Uh, but we are glad to have him aboard tonight, and uh, if, you're, uh, if you're ready, we can go ahead. Are we ready? All right. Brother Paul makes... Hey, we want to say greetings to all the Winter Youth Retreaters and uh, all the other ones who are listening on these services, and we're excited to be able to at least provide the Word of God and the teaching here for a couple days. But uh, we just wanted to say once again, on the behalf of Brother Barry and I, we just regret, you know, not being able to carry through with our plans. Um, and we know that people were disappointed. We were disappointed that we weren't able to do a normal winter youth retreat this year. And uh, so uh, please forgive us for having to make that decision. I know that uh, Brother Barry and I's uh, uh, opinion polls are, are very much at an all-time low. Matter of fact, I think Barry's are lower than mine. That's what I think. But... Uh, Anyway, we sure love you guys, and we miss being able to be together. And some were coming for a first time, I think, this year. And I just really have a heart for those who were looking forward to it. Uh, if the Lord tarries and uh, things clear up, we'll be able to do things again. We're, we trust that we can do that. I want to sing a song for you to add to the services here. And uh, I wrote this when I was a teenager. And uh, things have certainly changed a lot since I wrote this song. Things have gotten a little bit more difficult in the world we live in. It's a challenging time for uh, young people in their teens and 20s and uh, to be able to live and hold up the standard of Christ. And so we want to be an encouragement to you. We live in times that's uh, difficult, not only with the COVID, but also just uh, there's hardly any absolutes left in this world and you have to make decisions of right and wrong. And so it's a challenging time. This song says, hold on. And that's what we want to encourage all of you to do. And all of the young people here at our church and Brother Barry's church and also those who are joining in around the world, we're just uh, wanting to be an encouragement to you that hold on. And there's a scripture that says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. So don't be weary in continuing to hold up the standard because I know that there's a, there's a reward someday. And uh, don't feel alone because God is with you. So just listen to the words of this song, and I trust it will be a blessing to you. Appreciate Vanessa and Gideon being with me. I don't know if they want to say anything to the young people here. No, they don't. <laughs> All right, hold on. That strain 
Wonderful. Let's sing a, a 
uh, chorus, Matt. Every praise to our God. Uh, I, it, I just want to say this seriously that uh, Paul and I working together with the youth over all those years, you know, we kind of we kind of joke a little back and forth with one another. So you people that are listening and never never encountered that, it's all in good jest. I always win every contest that he and I have, but it's all in good jest. But Paul and I and our wives have, you know, just shared that burden over all these years and and, uh, held a retreat in several different locations. And, uh, you know, it's just been a blessing to many over the years and uh, wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, having having done all those events uh, through the years with uh, all the young people that passed through and many of them now are living for God and, and ministers and officers in their church and, uh, you know, just preaching the gospel. And uh, we're, we're thankful to have played a little part in that experience for those young people growing up. So uh, it, it is a good thing for us to get together and talk about things that are relevant to youth in that season of life. And that was our whole vision. That was the whole purpose, you know, was to be able to do that. So uh, it's been a, a blessing. Well, let's have uh, let's have a little chorus, and then we're going to have the choir come and sing. So uh, while we're singing, they can make their way up to the front here, and then we'll have Brother Jack Duff come and minister for us tonight. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. To our God, glory, hallelujah, to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, He is, yes, He is. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship, one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Well, every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, He is, yes, He is, God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer.
Who makes the sun to rise and brings the earth new life in every being? Jesus, it is you. Who turns the day to night and watches me as I begin to dream? Jesus, it is you. Who brings me food for my table? Who cares for all of my needs? Who walks the road with me, has grown with me through all that I have been? Jesus, it is you. Jesus, it is you.
appreciate our technical ability to be able to transmit sounds and images uh, to everybody in the world who's watching tonight. I, I th- I'm thankful for that because we can't be together, all of us, in one place. And I'm thankful for that technology that allows us to be able to join together, at least in this way. It's not the best way, but at least it's that way. But I don't know if it can convey the anointing and the presence that we feel here tonight. Uh, I don't know that there's technology enough. That that requires the Holy Spirit to take the same anointing that's present and to be able to place it in another person's home or maybe in their car or uh, listening on their phone or in a church setting. I, that takes the Holy Spirit to do that. I don't think technology can handle that quite yet. But I'm thankful for the presence here tonight. And, and I just would uh, ask you now just to continue to hold that spirit of worship on your heart as Brother Jack comes tonight. Um, I wonder, could we sing a little uh, chorus? I have a father, I have a maker, and he knows my name. And I want you to think now, just as, this is just like we would say, <clears throat> excuse me, in a retreat, that uh, this is a time and a place that's carved out for all of you young people that are here tonight, and we dedicate this time to these meetings. And I, I just, I want you just to assume that the Holy Spirit has something specific to say to you. And he wants to speak to your heart. Brother Jack doesn't know what's going on in your life. He doesn't know the background of how things are for you. But we know one who does. And so you should just pray and say, Lord, just have that minister speak something to me that will help me tonight and make me a better person and a stronger person and a, a, a real soldier for the kingdom. Want to pray that way and just open your heart and just let the Holy Spirit just deposit something in your heart 
that will never go away. It'll be there. Let's stand the night as we sing. We invite Brother Jack to come. I have a maker. He formed my heart before even time began. My life was in his hand. He knows my name. sing it again. He knows my name. See, he knows my name. And he knows my every He sees each tear that falls and he One more time tonight. He knows my name. Oh, say he knows my name. And he knows my every thought. And he sees each tear that falls. And he hears me when. I call. Can we just give the Lord Jesus a hand of praise tonight? Amen. Um, certainly it is our pleasure uh, to be here in fellowship. Um, and I must apologize for uh, taking the winter out of the winter youth retreat. <laughs> Amen. We come from Florida, and um, this feels like home, the, 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 the weather. And I was very happy to, to walk into uh, to that, so thank God. Amen. He's, he's mindful of every little detail. <laughs> Amen. So we just appreciate it. We thank God for Brother Barry, Amen, the church here, uh, Hickory Bible Tabernacle, uh, all the saints, uh, also Brother Paul, 
uh, and the Saints there in Michigan. Uh, we certainly appreciate them all, and it's good to have his precious daughter uh, here with us uh, tonight. She represents Amen. So, uh, so, so good to have her. Uh, but I, I won't take too much time. We will uh, just go right into the Word of God and just appreciate the opportunity to stand before you uh, tonight. We'll let the musicians, Amen, um, uh, have their, their their seats. Just turn to a, a couple uh, places in Scripture. I think the first one that I want to read is from Ephesians chapter one, and uh, I realize that this is. Uh, in the youth retreat, and we have certainly tried to gear ourselves to speak to the youth, uh, but I believe the word of God is something that actually could speak to every generation. Amen. So uh, we're trusting that uh, everyone will receive tonight. Uh, oftentimes, the adults like to just check out because it's just for the youth. No, this is for everybody. Amen. Everybody. Uh, but here we uh, find in Ephesians 1. And uh, just uh, some verses here, starting here at verse 4, says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy uh, and without blame before him in love. And this is a direct letter to each and every one of us here tonight. Uh, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Amen. Uh, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, uh, wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might uh, gather together and, and one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And just another uh, verse over here in First um, Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Um, and before I forget, I do bring greetings from my church uh, in um, Sunny South Florida, Spirit and Truth Tabernacle, on behalf of my wife and family and the saints, we do, do they do send greetings to you. Um, here, just a, a, a quick uh, verse, and uh, I was just really blessed. I was looking at just a, um, something in the office there, uh, Brother Barry, and, and I think 2006, there was a plaque given to you and Sister Coffee, and it was from the chosen generation. I said, wow, that's the scripture I'm reading, reading tonight. So a little confirmation there uh, on the wall for me. So we thank God for it. But here um, uh, in verse 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of 
uh, out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. The Lord had a blessing to the reading of his word. Shall we just bow in a brief word of prayer? Amen. Father, we are certainly appreciative of the opportunity we have to gather here tonight. And as we've heard uh, it already uh, spoken, there's others that are not able to even gather. Uh, but God, you've given us this privilege and we want to take advantage of the, of the time that you've given us. Lord, let your word go forth. Amen. In the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Father, as the presence of God is felt here and going through the stream, Father, I pray that you just meet your, 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 your people wherever they are gathered uh, at this moment. Uh, we trust, O oh God, that you would get all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We thank you for Brother Barry and, and Brother Paul, God, and, and, and their dedication, God, to the Winter Youth Retreat. And, and Lord, just the, the many lives that have already been touched throughout the years. And, and uh, tonight, maybe we have to do things a little different. But God, may uh, something be birthed out of this, that uh, more could be reached through their efforts uh, in the midst of this. So God, we're, we're careful to give you all the glory give you all the honor and all the praise. Take control of your word now as it goes forth. Take control of every thought. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. In the house of the Lord. Um, I want to just take for a topic tonight. Uh, your purpose is your protection. Amen. Your purpose is your protection. And, you know, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to travel to uh, Zimbabwe, and I, I ministered on a sermon there, uh, Chosen for Royalty. And after I ministered the sermon, uh, the pastor there in the church, uh, Brother Jacinde, uh, he got up and just was making some comments, and he made a comment that your purpose is your protection. And I said, wow, kind of struck me. And uh, I said, I need to write that down. I need to use that, you know, at some point in time. And uh, so I, I believe tonight uh, that the Lord has just given it. And, and, and I was just kind of talking with my wife and talking with, you know, just listening to some brothers pray uh, last night and talking to my wife today. And, and this sermon just kind of came back to me. I said, well, Lord, we'll, we'll see if we can do something to be a blessing to your people. Purpose is defined as the reason for which something is done uh, or the reason why something is created uh, is the reason why something exists. That is, that is the, that's what the definition of purpose is. And, and if I could just um, be clear tonight, uh, every one of us has a purpose. Uh, every one of us that are, that are here listening to the gospel we have a purpose, and, and I want to I wanna even go a little further. I don't think God wastes his time by allowing us to come to truth, amen, and to sit in the presence of truth and to hear that God has purpose for actually bringing us to truth. Uh, 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 you know, we could be sitting anywhere tonight. Uh, but God has allowed us to come in contact with, amen, a message that has changed our lives, changed our families. And, you know, and it's because God had purpose in what he was doing. Amen. Uh, you're not here by accident. You're not here by chance. And, and if, uh, if your parents have told you that you were a mistake, I'm here to tell you that's not the truth. Amen. You're not a mistake. God specially designed you and brought you to this earth with purpose. 
Amen. Amen. It's, it's a reason that something is done. It's a reason that you were born. It was a reason that you came to the earth and you must fulfill the purpose that God has for you. I want to just give you a little quote here from the message. I know my redeemer liveth. The prophet says, no matter no matter how little you are, amen, how big you are, how important you are or how unimportant you are. You are here to serve a purpose. It says, just as my finger is here for a purpose, my nail on my finger is for a purpose. Now, you know, think about that. Just something that small, but it serves a purpose. If you ever had just a little part of your body that might have been, uh, you had to scratch, that nail, if you didn't have that nail, you would have a problem, right? But just by having that little nail on your finger, that nail is serving a purpose, God designed your body to have a nail there so when you needed to just scratch, it would bring some comfort to you. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. We're we're talking about Almighty God tonight, right? Everything has a purpose. Even we clip our nails and, and we do all these things, but there's a purpose that you have it there. Amen. On your finger, there's a purpose that it exists. He said, he says, uh, he says, um, uh, just as my fingers here for a purpose, my nail on my fingers for a purpose, my eye and every part of our bodies is to serve a purpose. And it was not put here just to see what it would look like uh, when it was put here, but it was put here to serve its purpose. It was God's divine plan to do so. And if we were put here for a purpose, Hallelujah. Listen to this. Then there is nothing can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. I want to say that again. There is nothing that can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. He says nothing can harm us until that purpose that God has put us here for has been made manifest. Nothing can destroy you. Nothing can harm you until God's purpose has been fulfilled or manifested in your life. He says, no matter how much trouble we have, how much heartaches or sorrows that we go through, all of these things are reasons and there's a reason for it. Oh, I thank God for that. I mean, you know, not even this virus can destroy God's purpose. We may have to make adjustments here and there, but the, but the virus does not stop God from delivering somebody from sin. The, the virus does not stop God from filling somebody with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God still has purpose in the midst of all of this. Amen. Amen. Here, another statement that, uh, you know, the, the prophet says here in the Smyrnian church age, it says the son of God can go a long time before he recognizes that he's a son says, in fact, a lot of true Christians are like the story of the baby eagle that was hatched out under him. You know that the eagle is a type of the true believer. He says, well, a farmer took an egg from an eagle's nest and he placed it under him. In due time, all the eggs under the hen hatched out. The baby chicks got along fine with the mother hen, but that little eagle could not figure out the clucking and scratching for food in the manure, in the manure pile. He managed to make a living, but he was pretty confused about it all. Yeah. 
Now, here's the thing. The, 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 the eagle was born there in this chicken coop, but did not understand its purpose. Hallelujah. It, it knew that it was something different about it. You know, and I, I, I look different. I act different. I really don't like the food that they're serving, but I'll go along with it anyway. The eagle just never understood its true purpose. Hallelujah. But as the, as the quote goes, it says, but one day from way up in the air, the mother eagle that had laid the egg spied that little eagle on the ground. She swooped down with tremendous speed and screamed at the top of her voice for him to fly up to meet her. Hallelujah. Uh, if we can just uh, use the, the words that Brother Stephen used earlier, he had to elevate. Right. He had to leave the condition in which he was in order to get to where the mother was. The mother was not going to come to the ground, but the mother was going to challenge the eagle to elevate, to come higher. And I believe God is doing the same thing to us tonight. He's causing us to elevate, to come higher in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, uh, he says she swooped down with tremendous speed and screamed at the top of her voice for him to fly up to meet her. He had never heard an eagle cry. But when he heard that first scream, something in him stirred and he longed to launch out toward it. But he was afraid to try. Hallelujah. Again, that mother screamed for him to rise in the wind and follow her. He screamed back that he was afraid. Once more, she called out screaming that that he tried. A man beating his wings, he hurled himself into the air and answering the cry of his mother, he soared off into the blue skies. You see, he always was an eagle. He acted like a chicken for a little while, but he could not be satisfied. But when he heard the call of the great eagle, he came to his own place and once a true son of God. Or once a true daughter of God, here's the cry of the spirit by the word. He too or she too will realize who they are and run to the great prophet eagle and be with him forever seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And I love that we can be seated in heavenly places. Amen. You know, there's there's a pull that happens in this world. It, it comes from what we call the underworld. There's a pool always trying to pull not only the youth, but pull all of us down where God is also trying to pull us up. You're always in right in the middle. Brother Branham says you're right there in the middle of all this. But uh, but but we have to be able to hear the spirit calling us higher to elevate. Glory to God. We don't want to go lower. We want to go higher in God. Hallelujah. We thank God for a man, the, uh, uh, the, the, the retreats that have happened in times past. But the reason that the retreat keeps happening year after year, they could have stopped years ago. But the reason they continue to do this is because they want to see the church of God continue to elevate. Hallelujah. The young people continue to elevate. You should go higher in God this year than you did last year. God wants you to elevate. Glory to God. Amen. Here, you know, I want to uh, go back to this definition. The, 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 the uh, purpose is the reason for which something is done or something is created or the reason something exists. And as young people, what I find is uh, young people are always struggling to find purpose in life. What is my purpose? You know, what is the reason that I'm here? And, and oftentimes we try to compare our purpose to other people. Uh, you know, we look at what they're doing in their life and we, we, we you know, we, we, we think we want to maybe be like them. And, you know, maybe one, one, one young person, their purpose might be to be a doctor and they'll go through years and years of school. 
Right. And then somebody else say, you know what? I think I just want to be a doctor like them. But you can't handle those years and years of school. Amen. You you get to certain tests and and uh, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, it's, it's, it's that you have to find what God has placed you here on the earth to do. Amen. Not necessarily worry about following somebody else, but the person you want to follow is Christ. And, and see, he designed you a certain way. He made you a certain way. And, and by him designing you and, and make you that way, once you come in contact with him, you will find what your purpose is. Glory to God. Because it's, it's all about, it's, it's for his glory. It's not for our glory, but this, amen, it's his story and his glory. I want to, you know, some, sometimes we go to college and we try to find our purpose. Some I've seen go to the military to try to find their purpose. Others have gone to trade schools in search of purpose. And, um, you know, and, and I, I want to I wanna say this, school and military, trade schools, all those things, those, those, they can certainly help or assist a person in finding their purpose. Uh, oftentimes I've seen some go to school and they start out on a particular subject and then they end up changing before they graduate. That's because they found what their purpose was. Right. So so these things, are, you know, these things are really good. And, and, and I don't have any problem with that. But I want to say this. I think it's through stressful circumstances that we typically find what we're really made of and also what we're made for. It's only through stressful circumstances that we find what we're made of and what we're made for. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One thing I want to tell you, young people, I used to be a young person. I used to be. <laughs> and, and, and I can I can look back in life and I could say I could I could tell you something about purpose. Your purpose shifts. As you face different seasons of life. So oftentimes we spend a lot of time focusing on what our purpose is now. But as you go through different seasons of your life, your purpose will actually shift. Hallelujah. And you have to be prepared for that. I'll just give you an example. Uh, you know, myself, um, I went as a single young man. My purpose was to serve the Lord faithfully. In whatever way I could, and and I was, uh, you know, as a single young man, I was a song leader in the church, and you know, and I just served God the best I could as, as a song leader and as a single young man, living for the Lord, living according to the Word of God, not bringing a man shame on the on the Word of God, but living in, in the best way possible according to God's Word. That's what I that was my purpose as a single young man. But uh, one day I was blessed with the wife. And I still continue to serve God, but I also had to serve my wife, right? And my purpose began to change just a little bit, amen, in helping my wife and making sure her needs were met, right? And then I became a father. Now I'm a protector and I'm a provider. My purpose continues to shift. Hallelujah. I mean, there's different responsibilities that go with these different levels that you, you know, that, that you attain in life. And, and this is just the way it is. You have to be ready to shift, with, let your purpose shift as life Amen. As life seasons come your way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, you know, now I've reached grandfatherhood. Yeah. <laughs> My purpose is shifting again. Yeah. You know, hallelujah. Uh, I was, you know, just uh, listening earlier. Uh, 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 Brother Stephen is talking about how, you know, memory is just something that we just can't 
we can't get away from. It's just there. And he started, he brought out, brought out this memory of his father. <laughs> uh, uh, giving him uh, 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 some stimulation, you know. <laughs> and he said, say, I just remember it. You know, and, and, and the thing of it is, is that, you know, now as, as I'm, I, I mean, I remember being a father and having to do things like that. But now as a grandfather, yeah. it's I, my purpose shifts. I don't have to necessarily do that. I tell mom and dad to take care of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But your purpose continues to shift as you go through different seasons of life. Here, a man, um. The other thing that happened to me is faithfully serving for well over 15 years as a song leader. My purpose shifted when God called me into the ministry and I became a pastor. Right. Purpose continues to shift. And, and, and don't get yourself so wrapped up and so 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 uh, discouraged about not necessarily finding your purpose right now. Don't worry. About, I don't care what your age is. Don't get so wrapped up. What you need to do is just keep pursuing Christ and he will show you what your purpose is. Remember, he's the one that designed you. He's the one that made you. He's the one that formed you. He's the one that 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 allowed a man uh, you to come forth from a womb. He's the one that did that. So it's up to him to show you his purpose. And I want to tell you, your purpose is your protection. Your purpose is the thing that has been keeping you here. You know, uh, let me let me just kind of keep going here in, 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 in this. Uh, let me, I, I use myself, but let me also tell you about David. David started out as a shepherd. Then he became a musician. And, 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 and after serving the music, he also became a warrior. Right? And then he became a king. And then he trained others and prepared others for how to reign after him. His purpose continued to shift through different seasons of his life. I feel this is that um, uh, true purpose is found when one comes in contact with his maker. That's when true purpose is found, when, when one comes in contact with his maker. And here, let me just give you another quote here. I know that my Redeemer liveth. It says, um, we will take, for instance, Noah in the Bible, there was a flood that came on and, uh, and all the earth was destroyed, the vegetation, everything was destroyed, but Noah and the seed that he had taken into the ark, God's purpose can never be defeated. There is nothing can defeat it. God's purpose. He said, so how, how, how happy are we to be today resting upon that beautiful revelation of the word of the living God that there is neither things present nor things that can come There is no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no perils, nor nothing can separate us from the presence of the living God. What God has imagined in his mind, what God has purposed in his heart to bring to pass, there is no demon, there is no power, there is nothing can ever separate God's great immortal eternal plan. It must be as God has said. I love that, that there's nothing that the devil can do that can stop God's purpose from being made manifest in our lives. Uh, there's a, a friend of mine, uh, Brother Cliff Farmer, and some of you all may know him. He's a minister uh, out of Arkansas. And uh, Brother Cliff had come to our church and he was preaching and he shared a story of his grandfather 
being in a uh, a war, and the grandfather was there and, and had his gun, and and uh, he had run out of ammunition in his gun while he was there on the battlefield. And um, you know, and, and here he is; he has nothing to protect himself with. And and uh, while he's he's out of uh, out of ammunition, he saw the enemy pilot eye to eye. And the enemy pilot looked at him and start smiling and began to pull the trigger on a gun and start shooting at him while he's smiling. But while he's shooting, no bullets came out and his life was spared. And what I want to tell you is that his ammunition was not his protection, but his very purpose was his protection. Hallelujah. His purpose, God's purpose that he had, because, I mean, Cliff, being a preacher today, had not been born, right? I mean, God knew that this man was going to produce Cliff's father, and then through that, the, 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 the grandson be born, and a preacher would go forth preaching the gospel. God had a purpose for sparing that man's life. And I want to tell you, many of us tonight could look back in situations in our life and say we probably should have been dead. The reason that you're not gone is because God had a purpose for your life. And there is nothing, no accident, no gun, COVID, nothing can stop God's purpose from coming to pass in your life. I was thinking on, um, you know, a situation, a testimony that was given. Um, brother Branham had told this, this particular brother, I, I forget his name right now. But uh, he had a he had a this brother had a, a relative, another brother that uh, was suffering from epilepsy. And um, and, you know, so uh, Brother Bradham gave advice and says, hey, next time your brother has an epileptic fit, he says, I want you to just jump on top of him, take his shirt off, throw it in the fire and say this I do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that brother believed what the prophet said and. And uh, he went home and told his wife what Brother Branham told him. And, and he says, uh, you know, this is what he said. So next time my brother comes, if he has an epileptic fit, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, so, you know, the brother, you know, and his wife were, uh, they invited, you know, this relative to come and stay with them for a little bit. And while he was staying there, um, this brother decides to go hunting with Brother Branham. And he left his wife and the, and the epileptic, epileptic brother at the house and the family, you know, there by themselves. And um, and so he's out hunting. And, you know, back in those days, there's no cell phones to say, hey, could you come home? And we got a problem. No, there's none of that. You just got to wait until they get home. And uh, so so while they're there uh, waiting, you know, the brother has an epileptic fit. and He's much larger than the, than, than, than the wife, much larger. You know, so but the wife believe what the prophet said. And, and, and she jumped on top of her brother in law stripped his shirt off, threw it in the fire and said, this I do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when she did that, the epilepsy stopped. See, God knew that this particular sister was going to be the one to fulfill this purpose. It didn't matter what size she was. She was doing it according to the word of the Lord. And we are operating according to God's word, God's plan. He, his, he, he is your protection. Yeah. Yeah. The purpose is your protection. Yeah. Look at this. The prophet makes a statement here in the message fellowship by redemption. It says, no man 
Now it says, now man was uh, once was was uh, uh, man once was made even in our polluted condition that we are today. Man was made to serve God. That's his full duty on the earth. Young people, I want you to understand that your full duty on earth is to serve God. Now, Satan loves to try to trick you up in these areas and, 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 and try to make you think that, no, it doesn't mean anything. But your full duty, the reason you were brought here is actually to bring service and honor to God. Hallelujah. He says, um, um, uh, man was made to serve God. That's his full duty on earth. Here, the great wisest man, Solomon and all the rest of them speaking in Ecclesiastes, he said, let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the full duty of man. That's the full duty of man. We wonder why we're running along here, men and women, why that we uh, wear clothes and have to strive and the animals don't. God feeds his little old birds and takes care of everything else, but we have to shift for ourselves. It's because sin separated us from our maker. Now, Brother Stephen was just talking about that earlier. We wonder why we got to go through all these trials. Why we have to do that? Well, sin is what separated us from our maker. But, you know, when sin was introduced, also attributes from God were introduced. Hallelujah. That's how we found out he was a healer. That's how we found out he was a provider. That's how we found out he was a deliverer, a protector. Sin separates, but those attributes were also released. Let's keep going. It says sin separated us from our maker. That's what did it. Now, man, as he's moving along, you don't see the animal embettering himself. He can't embedder himself. If he gets any better treatment, it's got to come from some other source. He doesn't build himself a better house. And, 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 and I love the way the prophet is, is saying that if the animal is going to get any better treatment, it's got to come from another source think about some of the pets that we have and you know i had a, i had a cat you know we had a cat and i used to um i used to kind of get upset with the cat I, I, I really did i'm gonna just be honest he would just kind of walk around the house um he's scratching the door to let us know when he wanted to go outside he's scratching the door to let us know when he wanted to come back in he'd come and rub up against us to let us know when he wanted to eat and i used to think to myself i said you don't go to work you, you know, I mean, I, I have to go to work. I have to buy the food to put it here. And then you come and tell me when you want to eat and say, this is not right. You know, and, and we, we make it better for the animals. I mean, there was, I mean, there were other stray cats in the neighborhood that were not getting that kind of treatment. And let me tell you, that cat knew what type of treatment it was getting. So every once in a while, when it would escape, it knew how to come back home. Young people, sometimes we escape, but we got to know how to come back home. Look at this. It says, um, you don't see the animal embedding himself. He can't embed himself. If he gets any better treatment, it's got to come from another, from some other source. He doesn't build himself a better house. He doesn't make himself fry his meat. Where he used to eat it raw. See, it has to be done because there's nothing in him to give him a soul. An animal doesn't have a soul. 
He says, but a man has a soul and therefore that soul is a part of God. And even in its fallen state, yet it's the most greatest species of all the species of the earth is the man. He says, and then get him in connection with his maker. He becomes a superman almost. Once, once we can get a man or we can get a woman in connection with their creator, with their maker, it makes them super. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You don't have to get into a phone booth and try to become super. We just need to bring you in contact with, with God, your creator. The one that formed you, the one that designed you, the one that had a purpose for you. Once we get you in contact with him, you become super. He says he becomes a superman almost because he's a son of God. You know, sometimes we struggle uh, with the things of life and and we struggle with, you know, with sin and, and all these other things that the underworld is constantly pulling at us. But, you know, once we come in contact with our maker, the struggle is over. This is why we have services like this, to try to bring people in contact with their maker. You ought to desire to have contact with your maker. God, I need to find my purpose. And I'll never be successful until I find you. Look at this. He becomes a superman almost because he's the son of God. He becomes acquainted with his maker with the creator of all things. And then when the man there acquainted with his maker becomes a part of his maker because uh, becomes back into fellowship with his maker, every divine word becomes a living reality to him and he believes it. No wonder people can't believe divine healing today. They haven't got nothing to believe with until God comes into the human heart. A man is not much better than a brute. His reason, he will, uh, uh, he will uh, think it all out. How can this be? And explain it all the way. But when God ever takes his position in the human heart, all the reasoning fade away and God becomes first. Amen. And I love this statement. He says, when a man comes in contact with his maker, he becomes a superman almost. Super means surpassing others of its kind. Super means surpassing others of its kind. Young people, you have friends that you might go to school with. Uh, you know, those that are in school, those in college, you have other uh, uh, college students there and professors that you come in contact with. Even on the job, those that are working, you have other co-workers that you, you know, but you become super. You're surpassing others of your kind. And the reason that you surpass others is because you come in contact with your maker. That's what makes the difference. Once you come in contact, and, and I'm going to tell you, there's no way you can remain the same once you come in contact Amen. with your maker. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 1 through 2, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. And I love this. It says, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And and Satan's job is to try to get us to think that we are not the children of God. 
That's his job. And he does that because of our failures and our mistakes and, and all those things. But, he, but, but when we read what John said, it's not based on your failures. It's not based on your mistakes. He says, even right now in your fallen estate, you are still a son of God. Amen. You are still a daughter of God. But we got to bring you in contact with your maker. Then your thinking begins to elevate. You become super. I remember a, a, a testimony, and you know, young people have to fight lust and and all of these things. And um, the Satan is real. You know, there, there is there's there's no doubt about it. We just um, he's real, and he he brings all kind of things uh, before us. Um, and, 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 and young people all over the world have to fight lust. They have to fight spirits. They have to fight it. Always something trying to pull you down. And there was a, you know, a, a situation one time, I believe it was Brother Lee Vale, minister there, you know, in Brother Branham's day. And, and um, they were in a prayer line praying for saints. And as they were praying for, you know, uh, uh, different saints, uh, Brother Lee Vale just kind of stuck his head out. To see who was coming down the line and says when he stuck his head out, the devil just gave him a really, really bad thought concerning somebody walking through the line. So he said he, he couldn't pray. He went and sat down and says, he's, I'm sorry, I can't pray thinking like that in a prayer line. I can't I can't do that. So um, after the service, he got with Brother Brandon and told him, said, Brother, I, I want to repent. I'm sorry. You know, this is what happened to me while I was in the, in the prayer line. And and I, I'm just sorry. I, I couldn't stand there like that. I had to sit down. So uh, Brother Branham says, brother, you know, when you stuck your head out like this, he says, he says, yeah, he says, uh, uh, you intercepted the thought that Satan was trying to send to me. See, we, we all fight these things. It's a real devil and we all have to overcome. Right. We all we all have something that we have to overcome. I can't stand here and point a finger at you. About, you know, clean this up and clean up. Because when I'm pointing one finger at you, guess what? I have three or four that's pointing right back at me. We all need to come in contact with our maker. We all need a deeper experience with our God. This is how we find our purpose. And and we don't allow the devil to just kind of defeat us over this thought or over that. No, we can rise up and be victorious. Like like Brother Stephen said earlier, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Here, oh my. The scripture that we read earlier out of 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, I, I love this scripture and I love, you know, when I was reading there in, in the office, uh, this, this uh, group of believers, the young people in 2006, they give a plaque and it says, you know, thank you for, you know, how you have served and, and helped us. Uh, they called themselves in 2006, 15 years ago, they called themselves the chosen generation. And uh, and I like that. I like that. But I believe that every generation that picks up this, this scripture and they read it, they have to be able to identify themselves in that verse. Yeah. Yeah. So young people today, you I mean, some of you all might not even been born in 2006, but you have to look at that same scripture and say, no, 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 no. I am the one. 
that's fulfilling this. I am the chosen generation. I am the royal priesthood. I am the peculiar people. I'm, that's my generation that Peter was writing about. Identify yourself in that scripture. I love this. I went to my emphatic diaglot and I looked at that same verse and it says this, amen, it says, but ye are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And notice this, notice this word, a people for a purpose. Right? Amen. Not just, not just a peculiar people. Because when we look at it, amen, from the KJV, we might think of the way we dress, we're peculiar. We don't do this and we don't do that. We're peculiar. And yes, all of that is right. But when you look at it from the, 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 the original translation of the scripture says a people for a purpose. God, God placed you in this generation for a purpose. You have to be the light in the midst of all the darkness that is around. God has to use somebody he can judge everybody else by. You are that person with a purpose. A people for a purpose. That you may declare the perfections of him who called you from darkness into his wonderful light. You know, as every time I, I think of this scripture, and uh, you know, I, I preached the whole sermon on this uh, called, uh, titled Chosen for, for Royalty. And, and I always like to go back and I talk about David, amen, in, in, uh, in this. David was a, 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 a person that had a divine purpose. On his life. Um, the, the problem here, amen, when we go back and we look at David, and I told you his, 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 his purpose changed in different seasons of his life. So he starts out as a shepherd. And, and this was not like an elaborate job in the family. Probably one of the worst jobs you can have is, be, is to be the shepherd. But there was a great responsibility because, you know, the father, and t- uh, the father did not want to see any of his sheep lost. It was it was a shame for a shepherd to lose one sheep. So David took the responsibility. Amen. He 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 took it. uh, uh, He was serious about the responsibility responsibility. And David, while he was out there watching the sheep. He became a musician out there and just, you know, just alone with God and and learning how to play his harp. And, you know, he just I mean, he was just really, really special, very faithful. Sometimes, amen, young people, you have to be faithful while nobody else is looking. It's not about what you do when you come to church, but it's about what you do when you're at home. Be faithful while nobody is looking. Only one can see you is God. This is the way David lived before God. David, out there watching the sheep, and maybe not even privy to all the stuff that's going on in the city, in the land uh, God had come to a spot where he had rejected Saul as his king. And he says, I, he told, he told uh, the prophet Samuel, says, I got another king. I need you to go to the house of Jesse because my king, the next king of Israel is there in the house of Jesse. He says, now take your, 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 your oil, your oil there and anoint the next king because I'm telling you he's there in the house of Jesse. So Samuel gets up, he goes down there to the house of Jesse. And, he, and, and, and when he comes to the city, when a prophet came to the city, it was not a picnic. Everybody knew this was serious business if the prophet walked into your city. Hallelujah. So everybody started asking the prophet, are you here for peace? Are you going to pronounce judgment on us? They're like, oh my, what do we do, prophet? Why are you here? Say, no, I'm, 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 I'm here to see Jesse. Where's Jesse live? 
Oh, he's over here and over there. I said, okay, wait, went to Jesse's house. He says, Jesse, and, like, and, and maybe just like, oh, the prophet is here. What, what did we do wrong? I said, no, God just told me that the next king is living in your house. God, won't, God has rejected Saul as king, and the next king is living in your house. He said, the next king of Israel is in my house? He says, okay, I got a son. I think that he'll be a perfect king. Come here. And he gives his son, come and says, well, he said, he looks like he, he's tall, he's handsome, he's this. He says, he's got to be a king. So the prophet picked up the oil, began to pour, nothing came out. He says, uh, you got any other sons? I said, yeah, yeah, I got more. I, said, I don't know what happened to this one, but I thought for sure he'd be the king. But uh, yeah, you, you come, son, you come. He says, all right, took the oil, poured it, nothing came out. Six, seven boys, I believe he goes through. Seven like this, nothing happens. So this is, this is the thing that I need you to understand. David is out watching the sheep. His brothers are at home trying to be anointed by a prophet. And the prophet has to ask the father, is there another son? Now I want you to understand, the father never even considered that David would be the one. That means they, they, in his household, they thought there was no purpose for David. But God knew that David lived in that house. And, and God had the promise to say, do you have at least one more son? Because I know God told me to come to this house to anoint the next prophet. He says, yeah, I got one more. He says, but he said, let me just save you the embarrassment prophet. You know, if, if it didn't pour out on any of these boys, I can assure you nothing will happen to this next boy. The prophet says, don't just save your breath. Stop talking. We're not going to eat till you go get bring that other boy in. And they went to the field and got David. And I can just imagine his brothers going up to him and saying, hey, David, come on home. He says, no, I'm watching the sheep, you know, because it's a shame for a, 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 a shepherd to lose sheep. He says, well, yeah, yeah, I realized that, but daddy said, come home. He says, no, I'm not coming home. I'm going to watch the sheep. He says, David, stop being so naughty. Come home. Why? Well, the prophet is at home, uh, anointed, trying to find the next king. And, and look, dad's already told him, because all of us have gone before the prophet, no oil came out. And dad has already told him, don't get your hopes up, David. Dad's already told him, you, he, he already knows you are not going to be the next king, so, but we're going to appease the prophet. David comes walking in the house, and as David comes into that into, into the home, the anointed struck the prophet, and I'm talking about before he could even pick up the oil, it was seeping all out, oil just coming all out, and it's like, this has got to be the one that God has ordained. God has a purpose for this young man. When they lifted the oil and they poured it on David, oil everywhere. And the good thing about this is that the daddy had to recognize it and the brothers had to recognize that this young man had purpose before God. And when I say there's nothing that can harm you until God's purpose is fulfilled, as we continue to carry in David's life, uh, David, you know, even though he was pre-anointed king, he was not the king. He was only pre-anointed king. But you know, to be pre-anointed king is, is just as good as being king. Because when Goliath came out and began to challenge the, 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 the nation of Israel and said, look, you know, 
everybody, don't have, we don't have to have a lot of bloodshed. Just let one man come out and face me. And when he faces me, if, if I kill him, you all serve us. But if he kills me, then we'll serve you all. Just one man. Do you realize in the kingdom of Israel, there was only one man that could fight, die, uh, fight Goliath and not die? If David goes against, against Goliath and he's killed in battle, God has to raise him up. Because God has already uh, preordained that he's going to be the next king. See, there was nothing that could stop David from fulfilling God's purpose. When he came in contact with a lion, when he came in contact with a bear, when he came in contact with Goliath, whatever it was, nothing could stop David from fulfilling God's purpose. I'm here to tell you tonight, if there's nothing that can stop David, there's nothing that can stop you. Brother Branham makes a statement here in the message adoption. He says, now, who could doubt that? That's what Paul said. That's Paul's scripture. That's Paul's writing. That's what he taught his church. The church positioned before the foundation world when God in his labor pain was bringing forth, bringing forth you. Knowing what you would do. He says he positionally placed you into his own body. Look at this statement. He positionally placed you into his own body to be a housewife, to be a farmer, to be a preacher, to be a prophet, or to be this, or to be that. And and I and I and I, and I love this. Amen. He placed you positionally then. When, uh, when we have come from the garlic lands of Egypt through sanctification and is baptized into the promised land for the promise of God is the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4.30 said, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of your redemption. Then God having predestined the church, he said, and all the peoples, there will be millions times millions that will walk very religious and be deceived. The only ones that will not be deceived will be those that have come over into the promised land who before the foundation world had their names put on the Lamb's book of life and come over into the promised land and enjoying it. And I love the way the the prophet put that. You know, he says uh, God positionally placed you in his own body to be a housewife. Somebody's purpose, God's purpose is for them to be a housewife. Now, but before you can be a housewife, you have to be faithful in your single days. Amen. You have to be faithful before you can get to that that level. And, and, um, you know, some has been been predestinated to be a farmer. Right. Some a preacher, some a prophet. And he says to be this or to be that. Now, now I love that because if, when you say this or that, this could be a doctor. That could be a teacher. This could be a CEO. Or that could be a corrections officer. This could be a nurse. Or that could be a lawyer. Right? This could be an entrepreneur. Or that could be an IT professional. My, this could be a barber. Amen. Or that could be a mortgage underwriter. 
Right. This could be a housewife or that could be a farmer. It didn't matter whatever this or that is. But once you come in contact with your maker, you'll find out what this or that is. This could be whatever you went to school for. And that could be whatever God desires for you to be. For you sisters that think, you know, well, he only made me a housewife. That's all he wanted me to be. I want you to understand the importance of it. Because we've had great men that have walked this earth. And the reason that they walked and became what they were is because of their faithful mothers. So never take that that role lightly. Uh, you know, I, I remember one time, you know, I, I had a, my sister, she went on to college and got her four year degree. And and uh, when she when she got out of college, you know, she worked a little bit, but then she began to start a family, got married and started a family. And and before you knew it, she had stopped working and she was at home taking care of her family. And and my thought process was was really um, it wasn't good at that time. Let's put it that way. And I said, wow, she got that four-year degree, and she's not using it. She's not out working. And I remember telling somebody that. I said, my sister's not working. She got a four-year degree, and I don't know why she's not working. I don't, I don't understand. They said, oh, she's doing the best thing she can do. I said, what? So she took everything she learned from school, and now she's dumping that back into her kids. That's the best thing she could have ever did. I said, oh, I never looked at it like that. See, a housewife is not a derogatory position. Actually, it's an elevated position because not everybody gets the opportunity to do that. It's one of the most underappreciated positions. Abraham Lincoln made a statement. He says, he says, uh, uh, he appreciated the influence of a godly mother. He says, if there could be any good thing found in me, it's because of a godly mother. That reared him to serve the Lord. Here he is, the president of the United States. But he says, if there's any good thing found in me, he gives the credit back to his mother. John Wesley, the statement was made about him. And he was a a messenger to one of the ages there, the Philadelphia church. It says his father was a chaplain in the Church of England. This is right out of the church age book. His father was a chaplain in the Church of England, but his But it is more than likely that the religious turn of John's mind was based more upon his mother's exemplary life than upon his father's theology. So what shaped John was how his mother conducted things in the home. What made him the man he was is, 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 is what his mother poured into, not his father's theology, not the job that his daddy cared, but it's what mama was doing at home that made John the man he was. Moses. Remember when Moses was a little boy, it was a mother who gave him his instruction. Brother Branham says this, oh, thank God. You, you remember, uh, in, Moses' day when that, when that, that basket went down the Nile River. And his sister saw it and says, you know what, uh, you all need a wet nurse? I got one. I'm, I know I know somebody that can come and take care of this baby for you. Yeah, go get her. Went and got Moses. Mom said, Mom, well, they got a job opening for you in Pharaoh's palace. There's a job opening. And you're going to get paid to take care of your own child. What a job. 
But it was the mother that had the opportunity to shape, uh, shape Moses' mind in those moments. Don't take it for granted, sisters. If God gives you that responsibility of a housewife, don't take that for granted. And I know this is for, for singles, but someday you're going to move out of the single category. Your purpose will shift. And when it shifts, you want to be ready for that next step that God has for you. And your mind has got to be ready for it. It is not to be looked down upon if God calls you to be a housewife. Here in the message of Asia of the United States, it says, remember when Moses was a little boy, was a mother who gave him his instruction. It was a godly mother who took his little Moses, took, took little Moses on her knees and said, Moses taught them all. He he was uh, she was his teacher rather under Pharaoh and said, uh, now these things that Moses, someday you're going to deliver the children of Israel. You're the boy that's called. Keep yourself pure and unspotted from the world for uh, for uh, uh, for you're the one. You're the one here. His mother sold that into him. I want to tell you uh, another mother that had a really, really difficult time. She had a little girl. And uh, the father of the child had died at an early age, and it was her responsibility to try to raise this girl. And, um, you know, she had to provide for her. She had to protect her. She has to be the one to tell her no, that she can't go to this party, you can't go there, and you can't do this. She has, she has this tremendous responsibility to try to raise this girl, but did not realize who this girl was going to be. And what God's purpose was for this girl. But the mama under duress, under stressful situations, did everything she could to protect this little girl. I can imagine some of the conversations that might have happened. And maybe this girl, her name was Mary. Her mama's name was Anna. And Mary might have said, Mom, I want to go hang out with my, with my friends. And mama said, no, you're not going with them. Mom, I want to do this. No, you're not going with them. You got to stay here. You got to do this. You got to do that. And had no idea that God had a great purpose for here because there, for, for this young lady, because God had already prophesied his word that a virgin was going to conceive. And had Mary gone, gone out and defiled herself, then she would have disqualified herself from fulfilling the scripture. But a virgin had to conceive. But Mary, Mary didn't come up easy. Mary was, Mary was in a one parent household. But God was protecting her because he had purpose for her. And I want to tell you, her purpose was her protection. Sarah laughed while God was present visiting Abraham and Sarah. Um, And when she laughed at the promise that she was going to receive a a, a son uh, and God just began to say, why is Sarah laughing? Oh, I'm not laughing. No, Sarah, I know you're laughing. The reason that God could not destroy Sarah because he had already made a promise to Abraham that he was going to have a son by Sarah. Her purpose was her protection. Ruth, born in Moab. She was a Moabitess and, and, uh, and you realize Ruth could not die in Moab. There was nothing that could happen to Ruth and Moab, even though she comes up out of this home. And, and, and back in those days, the Moabites should not have really been fellowshipping that way with the, the Israelites. Right. But 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 here God had a purpose in mind for Ruth. Do you realize that the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ was coming through this womb? God protected Ruth in Moab. 
And even when she went down, amen, to Israel with, with her mother-in-law, Naomi, uh, you know, uh, here, here we find the famine that was going on at that time could not destroy Ruth or Naomi. Hallelujah. She had to be married to Naomi's son. She had to decide, amen, by herself to go back with Naomi. God had a purpose in everything that he was doing. And no one could touch her in Israel until it was time for her to marry Boaz. I want you to know, even in the fields while she was working hard, her purpose was her protection. I don't care how hard life has been for you. I don't care how difficult it's been for you. I need you to understand tonight your purpose has been your protection. The reason you got strength enough to come back into the house of God is because your purpose has been your protection. And and, and if I want to go a little further, it's not just your purpose, but it's the purpose that God has for you. That is the very thing that has protected you from everything that you've gone through. Even in, a, in, a, in, in, in these past few years of this great pandemic that we've been facing, things we've never seen, God has purpose. And that purpose has been our protection. Now, that doesn't mean that we just do whatever we want to do. We still have to use, you know, some of what God gave us, some wisdom. But just understand that Satan cannot do anything to you against you until God's word has been made manifest through you. Let me just read a few quotes and I'll close off for tonight. Here out of the message, Jehovah Jireh. It says, as we come up here to Sodom in a few minutes, watch how it is, how it takes place there, exactly how the promises is for the last day and what he would do. He was confirming it, showing that he tore the body of Jesus apart, taking the spirit, lifted up the body to the right hand of the throne of God and sent down the other part, the part, uh, the part he tore out the spirit upon us, which is called the Holy Spirit. And the very life that was in Christ is in you. He said, that shows he's your redeemer. He's adopted you unto God, and now we are the sons and daughters of God with the spirit of Christ. Amen. The works that I do shall you do also. Greater than this shall you do, for I go unto my father. He goes on and says, the, the spirit that was in him is on you. Eternal life. He is the giver of eternal life. He's a redeemer to bring back that which fell in the fall in the human race to bring back to God. And the spirit that was in Christ is in you. And if the spirit of of Dylan was in me, I'd have guns. If the spirit of an artist was in me, I'd paint pictures. If the spirit of Christ is in you, the works of Christ you'll do. Amen. That's right. The life that was in him is in you. He goes on to say this in the, in the present stage of my ministry. He says, how many Christians are in the way tonight? He says, in here that are happy that you started a long time ago. It says, done made your start and way down the, along the road, still coming down towards the end. I pray that God will crown your ministry, whatever it is. It may be a housewife. That's a ministry. 
I pray that God will crown your ministry. It may be a preacher. It may be a deacon. It may be a lay member. It may be a farmer. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, may God crown your life with the glory of his word. And his second coming rapture, and, and, and his second coming wraps you and take you away into another land where you just feel like that little fish that I talked about out of the blackness down there. See, you couldn't go up there with this kind of a body. Neither could you go up there, go up like these astronauts. See, uh, 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 he said, see, you have to be pressurized uh, being a pressurized tank. You're not pressurized for it. But when God changes you, you're pressurized. Then you're going in the rapture. Then when these old earthly senses has been lost and you're gone out in that glorious way of the cross, going home with Jesus. See, when you come in contact with your maker, that's when you become pressurized. Our focus is just to bring people just in contact. And if, if we can just. Just take a portion of the word of God just to cause you to think a little bit more about what your purpose is. Then I believe we've hit the target. This last quote that I want to leave with you, amen, tonight is coming out of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, and I want to tell you, amen, before we read this quote, that this will be somewhat interactive. (laughs) Um. And so just get ready for it. Not just those that are here present, but those that are online. Amen. I'd like for you to interact with this particular quote. Here, the prophet tells us he hath made us. Oh, there are certain truths we need to emphasize. This is one of them. He hath made us. Salvation is his doing. Salvations of the Lord. All of his grace. He redeemed us for a purpose. He bought us for a purpose. We are kings, spiritual kings. Oh, oh, we're going to be kings upon the earth with him when he sits on his throne. But now we are spiritual kings and we reign over a spiritual kingdom. So as it says in Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness to reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. And in Colossians 1, 13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom reign of his dear son. This is the part I want you to interact with me on. I want you to repeat these words as the prophet has spoken them over us. Repeat this, say this right now. We reign reign. with Christ, Christ. having dominion dominion. over sin, sin. having dominion dominion. over the world, world. having dominion dominion. over the flesh, flesh. and having dominion Dominion. over the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The prophet says right now we reign with Christ having dominion over sin, the world, the flesh and the devil showing forth his praise and glory, showing forth himself for it is Christ in us willing and doing of his good pleasure. Yes, indeed, even now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Your purpose has been your protection. How we thank God that he had purpose for bringing us to this earth. And there is nothing the devil can do 
to stop you from fulfilling what God has ordained, predestinated for you to manifest. How we thank God. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, God, how we thank you for just uh, showing us, Lord, that as we come in contact with you, Lord, we begin to find what it is that you have ordained for us to be. Oftentimes, God, as young people, I know they struggle just trying to find purpose. And, and what is it that you have called me? Why am I here? I see others maybe achieving this and achieving that. They begin to question themselves. But, oh, God, I pray tonight that the, the questions would turn to prayers. God, that the, the, the thoughts would just to, to get closer to you, just draw closer to you. You have placed certain gifts and talents inside each and every person that is within, amen, the, the, the hearing of my voice. And it's only when they come in contact with you, Lord, with, with their maker, with their creator, it's only then that they can truly find why you have them here. God, I pray that they would seek more of you. Let your spirit, Lord, just meet them right where they are. And as they get sincere, Lord, in, in your presence, God, draw close to them as they draw close to you. Do something on the inside, God. Lord, and, and we just pray, Father, that uh, like, like the prophet said, some you have called to be housewives, some you've called to be preachers, some you call to be deacons, some farmers, Lord, a businessman, whatever it is you've called them to do, but may they do it all for the glory of God. Father, their, their purposes will change as life presents different seasons. Things will change, but as long as they are walking according to your plan, you'll get all the glory. And that's what matters the most, Father. So, Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that we get a chance to just, just think about the word of God. Let it transform us, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I will turn the service uh, back to Brother Barry. Amen. And it's certainly been my pleasure to just be with you tonight. God bless you. self away the very best thing you can do with yourself is not hang on to yourself but just let it slip into God's hands let's sing it together here I am here I stand Lord my life is in your hands Lord I'm To see your desires revealed in me, away 
myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. I give myself
Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's our testimony, Lord. Yes, I'm going to make it already saved. becomes a superman when he comes in contact with his maker because your life has changed you you realize I've got eternal life and nothing can stop me but I will say this I believe that a man becomes an overcomer when he stays in contact with his maker when you stay in contact with your maker every day then you then you become an overcomer you you you, you learn how to yield to the power of God to defeat the enemy whichever whichever way he comes against you and we, we even learn to overcome the attitudes that society has. Like society will tell you, being a housewife is not a very glamorous position. It's not a very, uh, you know, uh, wealthy, someone doesn't become wealthy becoming a housewife. And it's not something that's coveted today in, in modern circles. But you know what? A real believer who's in contact with God can be satisfied or content in whatever is the perfect will of God for them. And that takes somebody staying in contact with their maker. We might find out our purpose, but to stay in that purpose, you got to stay in contact with your maker. That's a wonderful thing. That is an absolutely wonderful thing to, uh, you know, to, to think about how God will call you and allow that purpose to unfold over time. Over years, God will allow that purpose to unfold. And as you realize, I'm in the will of God. I've been in the will of God. I'll tell you what, it brings a joy that nothing in this world can bring. There's a lot more said in the Bible about a housewife than there is about women engineers and women astronauts and all the other things there. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying the Bible says a whole lot more. The 
about those godly women that raised godly young men and god women up in the world i'll tell you what that's a that's a wonderful thing but the world is so strong in their opinions and their uh, you know their their image of what success is their definition of what success is i'll tell you what it takes a believer to stand back from that tap into the mind of god stay in contact with the mind of god and fulfill that purpose and come to the end of their road and said i did exactly what he wanted me to do proud of it proud of it that's a glorious thing whether you're called to preach or whether you're called to wash dishes with dishes it really doesn't matter it, it's it's coming to the end of your road and saying they can put on my gravestone well done thou good and faithful servant it's all i need to have on mine absolutely don't you love him tonight god is good and if you have never come in contact with your maker there's never been a better day for you to do that than today you can run all you want, but I'll tell you, if you're one of his, God's eventually going to take the steam out of your steps until you surrender to him. I believe that with all my heart. More that I surrender, lighter, my Lord. More that I release my cares, more he takes. Mitchell sing a little bit tonight and worship. If we were at the retreat, we'd say, hey, now after service, we got a snack prepared for you. <laughs> but you're not at the retreat. Maybe tomorrow night. I don't know. Now that I said that, maybe tomorrow night. We're glad you're here. You folks that are online, we're glad you're here. We're glad all of you that came out tonight to be with us. And may the Lord richly bless you. And uh, I'm, I, I'm glad we've been in the house of God today. Old services, just so direct and so, uh, so uh, on the mark. Tomorrow afternoon for you young people, 4 o'clock again. And for you that are listening online, 4 o'clock. And then uh, everybody's welcome uh, in the evening, 7 o'clock. And uh, have a second service with Brother uh, Burley. And uh, second evening service with Brother Burley. Brother Jackson, take tomorrow afternoon service and teach a little. And uh, we're looking forward to that. We appreciate you being here. Brother Dennis, we appreciate you being here. We owe you one. And uh, we appreciate the choir tonight singing. That's always such a blessing. Always such a blessing. And uh, it's been good for us to be here tonight. Remember those that are sick. Let's sing it tonight. If you want to stay and worship a little, you're welcome to do that with Mitchell. Let's find a starting place again one more time. Every praise is to our God. And every word of worship. 
every praise, every praise, oh, it's to our God. Oh, sing hallelujah to our God, and glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise, oh, now is to our God. Now God my Savior, God my Healer, God my Deliverer, yes He is, oh yes He is, God my Savior, God my Oh, every praise, every praise, now is to our God. Sing hallelujah, glory hallelujah. Oh, every praise, every praise, now is to our God. Every praise now, every praise. Every praise is to our God, and every word of worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah, glory hallelujah. Oh, every praise, every praise, now is to our God. Savior, my healer, my deliverer, oh yes he is, oh yes he is, God my Savior, God my healer, God my deliverer. Praise to our God, every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah, glory hallelujah. Oh, every praise, every praise now is to our